0: So, am I ever going to get to ride this thing? I
1: think so. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is again With Us, Beverly Hills 90210 edition. Today's episode is season three, episode nine, simply titled High Wire. And now, here are your hosts... Ariano and Sarah D.
2: Bunting. Hello, Sarah.
3: Hello, Tara and Dave. How are you? Um, I'm really looking forward to this week's storylines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. just kidding this episode is so boring it is very boring let me look at how many clips well, there's still a bunch of clips but most of them are pretty short i think so let's start with the b slash f story close quarters <laughs> at the taylor silverman so we open with david dancing down the hall please see the gifts. it it starts so early that i couldn't cut out the opening credits from the bottom of it without, uh, I don't know, dis- disguising some of his hot moves. But anyway, he's got his headphones and he's listening to a Walkman. And he walks in on Kelly coming out of the shower. Now, here's my in my notes I have, I refuse to believe that the house we've seen looking giant from the outside on all of the B-roll doesn't have an ensuite off of every bedroom. Sarah, what are your thoughts? Um,
3: I didn't really think of it that way. My feeling was that... This would have happened months ago Mm -hmm. um, if it were going to happen at all. Right. Um, Not that I would care about it any more than I care about it now, Mm -hmm. which is to say not at all. Um, But yeah, it's not, it's neither interesting nor believable. So let's just get through it. (laughs)
2: I mean, the other thing is, like, uh, I mean, I can believe that Kelly got used to not locking the door when it was just her and her mom. But you don't think that as soon as there were men living in the house, she was like, I guess I better start locking that door, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't.
1: I think if this podcast wasn't called Again With This, it would be called Let's Just Get Through It.
2: (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Okay, so it's horrifying. Or as my mother used to
3: say before we left for every single family road trip when I was a kid. All right, let's get this over with.
2: Hi, <laughs> yeah. uh, <Bye>, so, Barb. <laughs> Kelly is horrified. Uh, David is embarrassed, but of course he gets an eyeful because whatever, he's only human. I think the next day at school, Kelly complains to Donna, of all people, about what a sleazemonger David is. Like, find another friend. That's her boyfriend so whatever. <laughs> Dave is a what? Sleazemonger. Sleazemonger. The That's the word she uses. That's okay. not my word. All right. Um, <laughs> I like that. And then later, David loses his place reading an announcement because Kelly crosses his field of visions and he flashes back to her nudity. Um, <laughs> and later, Steve comes into the oh. booth and they compare notes on Kelly's distinguishing marks and it's creepy. Please go to the visual aids to see the boy yoing gif that I made of Steve that reacting is- to David's description. <laughs>
1: I think it might be... My favorite gift so far in the series. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but he describes this. Is my other question? David describes this this uh, mole that she had, or whatever birthmark that she has on her upper thigh, and this is so, somehow what convinces Steve that he really did see her naked. Like she's only been walking around the beach club in a bikini for like two summers in a row. Wouldn't everyone know that she has a birthmark there?
3: Yeah. Also, I don't remember a birthmark there, no. so whatever.
2: Hmm regardless uh and then it's time to do figure drawing in this public school art class which you think is going to be about another naked storyline but then it doesn't go anywhere really at least this doesn't tie in with this storyline and uh the next day david is still in a state and we hear him sharing his anxiety with steve in clip number two steve i'm having flashbacks enjoy it use it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Stud mania out of control. He is bank mania out of control. <laughs> Not okay. Oh. So gross. Anyway, Brandon and Steve try to comfort David by telling him that guys undress girls in their minds all the time. Like David is minimum 16 years old. Why would he need to be told this? Um, but anyway, after an awkward moment involving the suggestion that they all mentally undress Sue a max 14-year-old oh, child
4: yeah.
2: Andrea decides to set back feminism in clip number three. Excuse me, guys. I couldn't help but over here. Um
4: have you guys ever, you know, undressed me in your minds?
5: I'm doing it right now. Andrea, you look fabulous. Ooh. Mm. Does a burger come with that
3: shake?
1: Ah, What was that? I don't know. Chinatown's got something Uh, for everyone.
3: (laughs) 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 Already? Boy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um that's a terrible thing for her to think or ask, but what kind of rescues it? You can see it in the visual aids is her face falling as she gets more and more can grossed that, out, Could is... that
1: be like the the official music cue of 90210, <laughs> you know, a uh, 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 squeefiness? Not squeefiness, a squickiness? Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I I'll allow it, Sarah. Sure.
3: <clears throat> the Tinkerbell disrobing cue. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Well, and just have some dignity, Andrea, as it says in my notes, in all caps, with like five underlines. Although, good on Steve. Good save. Yeah. Because what are they supposed to say? (laughs) Only because your outfit is usually horrible?
2: (laughs) Yeah. What do you want from them? I have to say, she is dressing a little bit better this season. It is not as, like, mumsy au coton as it used to be in seasons past. That's true. Uh, finally Kelly in her fluffy robe finds David in the bathroom she has bathroom scheduling ideas to make things run more smoothly and then she fakes like she's gonna give him a free show but she has her flannel pajamas on stuff the end ( Ontario) (laughing) (coughs) moving on a story college application madness I have thoughts. Even though this is stupid, I still have thoughts on it. Um, so Gil and Brandon make fun of Andrea for having possibly slept in the Blaze office like, haha, She's probably doing both your jobs plus her own shit stains. Uh, but she's <laughs> actually stressed because it's college counseling time. And we hear about that in clip number four.
5: I I'd have thought colleges would be throwing scholarship money at your feet.
2: Well, there have been a few.
4: But none of the top ones. I mean he wants to spend 4 years going to school in Sicily, Alaska. Uh
2: actually uh in northern exposure he did not go to school in Sicily, he just paid for uh their his education so Alaska could make him go back and be a doctor there. <clears throat> That is actually true. (laughs) But whatever, a little time capsule joke in there for you. Um, Yeah, stuff. From the show, not me. Uh, Brandon tells Andrea to her face that they're in the same boat college-wise when it seems likely that his parents are better equipped to help him financially than hers are and she has to figure out how to pay her tuition, which he probably doesn't. Uh, And then we get our first introduction to Mr. Hutchins, a.k.a. Hutch, the weird-looking school custodian. Uh, Steve can't get his locker open and wheedles Hutch into opening it for him. Of course, there is a boom shot, and you can see that in the visual aids as well. Uh, Then Mrs. Teasley finds Kelly in the hall to tell her that she missed a counseling appointment. Kelly pretends to care, but actually doesn't because she's such a badass. She's so alternative, you guys. She doesn't even care about college. Speaking of not caring about college... uh, We all know that Dylan McKay is mad, bad, and dangerous to know, but did you also know that, per him, reading is cool? Let him tell you all about it in clip number five.
5: Clip notes to *Of Mice and Men? I read the book, okay? Please just help me with my comprehension. Mm
0: -hmm. Ah, What's this? Myers Reading List. Good old A.B. English. Faulkner. It's Gerald. Norman Mailer, Theodore Dreiser. And the poetry of Langston Hughes. It's good stuff, man. Read them all, everyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: He does. Um, (laughs) It is lame of Brandon as a high school senior to need Cliff's notes, in my personal opinion. And when we later hear, because he's always been presented as a really good student, that he uh, only has a B plus average, I was like, oh, he's an idiot. (laughs) We've been sold a bill of goods all this time. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Anyway, the Dylan quote is apropos of nothing except a reminder that Dylan's a real reading braggart. Speaking of pinkos, guess who still thinks college is a stone bummer? Clip number six. Brandon, is Brenda
0: here? No, she's at home preparing for a college counseling meeting. Preparing? Yeah, she's not preparing. She's obsessing.
2: Hey, come on, guys. This college thing's important. Not to me. Not to me. me. Ooh, they have so much in common. (laughs) Barf. Seriously, Andrea enters and says that she's narrowed her choices down to four colleges, but the one that she really wants to attend is none of those. It's Yale. Um, and considering that they can be real dickheads <laughs> sometimes, ooh, uh, Kelly, Dylan, and Branda all very warmly, uh, Brandon all very warmly encourage her to get over her intimidation and just apply. Uh, and then we get to see Andrea's anxiety dream of walking a tightrope that Gill is shaking under her feet. What could it mean? Uh, Speaking of Brandon actually being a secret idiot, he then has his meeting with Mrs. Teasley and it gets intercut with Brenda's, as we hear in clip number seven.
5: B plus average plus your extracurricular activities, I think you'll have some excellent choices. Have you decided where you'd like to apply? Well, I'm not
2: sure. I was
5: thinking about Northwestern. I hear they have a great journalism department.
0: (laughs) Definitely Northwestern.
4: They have one of the best theater departments in the country. And I love acting.
5: Well, Stanford's kind of a long shot.
4: Stanford's near the top of my list.
5: And I was also thinking about NYU, but... I don't know, living in New York City...
4: Greenwich Village and Broadway. Wow, I would love to live in Manhattan.
5: <laughs> I hear BU's a good school.
4: I hear BU's a good school.
5: Well, those are all excellent choices, but they're also pretty expensive. And I'm sure you know it costs a lot more to go to school out of state. Well, well we're, we're not, not exactly poor. Exactly
2: <laughs> Stuff. Um, so... Uh, a journalism program is important to Brandon when he's considering where to apply, yet he was going to quit the paper in his senior year da,
1: da, da. don't you worry about that oh
2: Shh. yeah <laughs> okay
3: <laughs> yeah unless he invented the printing press he's not getting into northwestern with a b plus fuck off
2: didn't think so. Uh, anyway, Wouldn't Jim- have minded
3: seeing a stream of rejection letters come to their house though <laughs> so it
1: would it would be if you follow the timeline kind of fun for Brendan to pursue a career in journalism uh-huh. only to be knocked off the map like ten years into his career by the internet.
2: Uh, that's kind of what ends up happening, I think, because oh. they end up much, many seasons later, uh, taking over like the Beverly Hills penny saver or something Oh,
1: really? and that's, turning it into an
2: alternative paper.
1: Oh, is that that officer in, in the really yes. late seasons? Yes. Uh, Him and Steve, yeah. of
2: all fucking people anyway, whatever. This is when
1: Kitty from Boss is in the show, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Claire. Sorry, Claire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on, Jim and Cindy uh, later that night, are nervous about a conversation that they need to have with the kids about college because it turns out they can only afford to send one of them to school out of state, and apparently they were right to be anxious about it because, as we well know, their kids are selfish at ass- selfish assholes. And we hear that in clip number eight:
4: Why should I take a back seat because I'm a girl?
5: Brenda.
2: Oh, that is totally
5: bogus, and you know it.
4: Brandon, i No, I don't know this it. This has
5: nothing to do with whether you're a girl or not. It has to do with you getting a free ride. Cut it out, guys. No, Dad. Brenda, you've always gotten everything you've wanted, one way or the other. And I've never said anything, but this time, I won't allow it. What do you mean, <laughs> you won't allow it? Let's just take a look at the record here for a minute, okay? <laughs> who's the guy around here who's been working since he was a sophomore and never asked Mom and Dad for oh, a Oh, get dime? over
4: yourself, Brandon.
5: Hey,
0: guys, just cut it out. This is hard enough for us. Now, I thought that we could discuss this as a family, but I guess I was wrong. Now, your mother and I will talk this over, and we'll give you our decision at the end of the week.
3: <laughs> like you're in charge, Jim. Obviously, it's Brandon's family to run, so if he's not going to allow it, fall in line, hairball.
2: Also, I've never said anything. Um, that's all You've you done do. You've done nothing but. <laughs> Emphasis on but. Seriously. Now, I'm not a parent, but I'm also not an idiot. Um, so how about both both of the kids <laughs> the have to go area, to school? No story. <laughs> oh. Both the kids have to go to school in state, like problem solved, or they can pay for it themselves. Like my parents at the time when I was going to university were neither rich nor poor especially, but My dad was uh, the registrar at the college in our town. And my parents were basically like, you can go to Brock or you can go to another school and you can figure out how to pay for it. You know what? Fair enough. Like, that's because because it was free. My tuition was free
1: because he worked Kind of a no-brainer.
2: Yeah. Fucking duh. Like, if the difference is thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars, you know, the difference between going to school in California or not, like, make the decision for them or tell them they can take out loans. Am I missing something?
3: I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I was extremely fortunate. I got into, I mean, what they say it costs now, like makes me laugh ruefully because (laughs) thank God I don't have kids because there's absolutely no way I could even send them to the corner for a quart of milk, much less to a private college. But my father got into the same university I did, but because they wouldn't pay his way for him to like play a sport for them he couldn't go and he was determined Mm -hmm. that he would send us both uh me and my brother and pay for the whole thing which Uh was awesome because i have classmates who are still paying off like undergrad and law school and whatever else yeah but it's not it's never that like binary uh decision and there's a bunch of local scholarships people can try to get i don't know whatever or just split the baby and be like here's the amount of money we have right each get half good luck i don't know
2: yeah they're twins like how has this never come up before they didn't yeah, think about did you it
3: not think about that when you were giving birth to them or were told <laughs> that it was twins like you're gonna need a whole bunch of money at one time and then you can kind of do whatever you want and also aren't you a big shot accountant yeah Maybe if he hadn't replaced his car 15 million times, he would have enough <laughs> money lying around to send them to college. But I
2: guess we're going to get to that. We will, thank God. Um, so <sighs> <laughs> the next day, Brandon and Brenda are still arguing about it at school. Brandon keeps saying that he, she gets whatever she wants. And he is right in a way, but he also gets whatever he wants. So whatever, it all works out. Uh, anyway, this is uh, where it comes to a head in clip number nine.
5: Remember when I crashed Mondale and they wouldn't let me drive for six months and then I had to buy my own car?
4: What'd you expect? Not true. Here's a new car, Brandon. This time, try not to drive it into a truck. Thank you. <laughs>
5: Drunk. Run off to Mexico with your boyfriend here and they
0: reward you with a trip to Paris. What's that? All right, time out. You guys, when the bell rings, go to your neutral corners and chill out.
4: Yeah, Brandon, you should really try and chill out.
0: Brandon, you guys are blowing this way out of proportion. I'm telling you right now.
2: Oh, that's easy for you to say you're rich. <laughs> Burr, but also true. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad someone finally said to him, "Like y- you crashing Mondale is your fault from top to bottom. The only way it's not your fault is that it was the other driver's choice to be on the road at the same time as you. But like you were drunk and you got in an accident, that's on you. The end." And since
3: when was he not allowed to drive for six months? Yeah, I don't remember I don't that. Remember that. Anyway. And then they Jim replaced your car for you. Twice, yeah. Once when you bought a lemon, like a stunad, <laughs> yep. and once when you took euphoria from Emily, also like a stunad. Like, <laughs> how many cars do you want?
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. worst. Oh, god. Anyway, moving on. Donna has her ca- college counseling um, meeting with Mrs. Teasley and saying that she didn't think there was any point in her thinking about college because of you know her learning disability. Uh, Mrs. Teasley says they're ecologists with programs for people that have whatever the hell is wrong with her, which is never really explained. I was going
1: to ask, what is I her assume that she's disability?
2: dyslexic, but it never really uh, came up. They've, ne- they've never spelled it out. All right i did not mean that sorry uh anyway donna's parents think that the best she can hope for is beverly hills community college a place i'm sure does not exist but anyway she and mrs teasley discuss that in clip number 10
4: <laughs> i don't think my father really believes i have a learning disability
2: and why do you think that
4: i don't know i guess he just figures i'm not too smart
2: why well, can't just both major in
4: shopping
2: anyway. <laughs> <You're> probably right. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? <laughs> she does end up majoring in fashion uh, merchandising or something anyway, which is, you know, about as close as you can get to majoring <laughs> in shopping, so not bad. Exactly. Uh, Later, Gil's hair is a maximum flop. Please see it (laughs) individually. Oh, my God, why? It's
3: horrible. And frizzy.
2: Yeah, it's just, oh, God. Anyway, um, when Andrea asks him a dumb question about whether he's ever been in the circus because of her stupid dream. Uh, But it leads to this, clip number 11. I ran off and went
5: to Yale.
2: You did? Brag much? Well, I'm thinking of applying to their early admissions
4: program, just thinking about it.
5: Really? Well, good luck.
4: What do you mean good luck? Are you saying that I I shouldn't apply?
0: No, not at all. It's just that they're very selective. Well,
4: don't you think I have as good a chance as anyone else?
5: Of course
0: you do. I'm just saying
5: that you might not want to put all your eggs in one basket.
2: (laughs) Okay, first of all... Um, having as good a chance as anyone else is what happens when you're in the audience. It's the price is right. There are actually other considerations when you're applying for college and no one is on equal footing. That's the whole point. A uh, duh.
3: Second of all, he's not saying that you shouldn't apply. He's saying he doesn't give shit one either way. Exactly. And neither do we.
2: No. But also, he was like, good luck. Like, thanks. End of conversation. Like, she was the one who pushed it. Like, what are being all, you know, Andrea neurotic about it and forcing him to say they are very selective, which I would think she would already know. And if she doesn't, she should. Anyway, stupid. In the hall, Andrea (laughs) bitches to Brandon that Gil hates her some more. Brandon tells her to get over herself and tries to compare his college issue with the uh, only one kid getting to go out of state to hers, which, again, not the same. Um, in Steve's meeting, he says he's never considered any school but USC because both his parents went there. Uh, Mrs. Teasley tells him his GPA is going to be an issue. And apparently Steve's average, average, he has an average of D+. plus. What? How does that even happen? And how has no one ever brought him in to discuss it before now? Like, that's a I serious issue. I guess they could
3: afford to pay his mom.
2: Oh, the actress yeah, actress who
3: plays his mom. Like, Probably. that's really... That's bad.
2: Yeah. Like, and this should have come up like maybe last year or the year before, because obviously this isn't a brand new problem. But anyway, uh, Mrs. Teasley is concerned, and now so is Steve. And also, her shoulder pads are out of control. See them in the visual aids.
3: (laughs) Not as out of control. I think this was actually in the previous scene, but the Frenching extras. Oh, yeah. By the lockers. Did you see (laughs) that? Like, that was not acting. I was like, what (laughs) is. What is going on?
2: Maybe if the unauthorized Beverly Hills 90210 movie is true and they did share their lot with a porn set, um, they just grabbed a couple of extras from over there and they did not know how to calibrate it. Just a theory.
3: Or they gave them the uh, Jake Hansen school of stage kissing. (laughs)
2: Because
3: it really is like snow, snow, (laughs) snow. Noses are involved.
2: (laughs) Yikes. Uh, Brenda later asks Kelly what her bad mood the past few weeks has been about and Kelly claims that she's not excited about college doesn't know where to start which may be partly true Uh, Brenda feels bad that she's been oblivious to Kelly's pain. Kelly suggests that they go see a movie but Brenda says she's supposed to go to Dylan's later like you're there all the time be a friend and tell him you'll see him tomorrow Jesus Christ. Brenda's the worst Uh, but then Brenda Kelly has to be all sad trombone about it of course which sort of makes me (laughs) forget about my sympathy for her Uh, Later on at Dylan's, Brenda has apparently just finished recapping that conversation while Dylan works on the motorcycle we have not seen him ride in minimum two seasons. Also, he's working on the bike on his deck when he presumably has a driveway. Uh, But Dylan's not that concerned at the thought that Kelly might not go to college. And of course, we all know why. We hear it anyway in clip number 12.
0: Maybe Kelly doesn't want to go to college.
4: Of course she does. Everybody does.
0: Not everybody, Brenda. I don't want to. I'm not going.
4: I can't believe you're saying that.
0: I told you that a long time ago.
4: Yeah, but I didn't think you really meant it.
0: Have you ever known me to say anything I didn't mean?
4: Dylan, you're just doing this to get back at your father.
0: <laughs> I don't do things to get back at people, Brenda. Yeah.
4: I know. I shouldn't have said that.
0: No, you shouldn't have. Ooh. I
4: just assumed that we would both be going to the same college.
0: Hand me that feeler gauge, will you?
4: What does it look like? Uh,
0: it looks like a pocket knife. Is
4: this it? So, what about us? And what if I go away to college?
0: Well, we'll cross that bridge when the time comes. Translation, please do. Be done here in a second. You want to go for a ride?
4: No, I hate motorcycles. Besides, we're talking about something serious, Dylan.
0: Look, Brent, do me a favor, okay? I don't want you or anybody else for that matter trying to plan my future.
2: he's such an iconoclast wow he's got so much integrity
3: also he's trying to dump you yeah go
2: <laughs> seriously I also don't know why his this uh, conversation was so full of like sweeping declarations about like himself and what he's about like have you ever known me say things I don't mean I don't do things to get back at people like alright <laughs> we don't need your manifesto <laughs> let's just get through this
3: Yeah, is this your OK Cupid profile? Because.
2: Swipe it left. (laughs) Uh, At home, later, Brenda tries to make Jim talk Dylan into going to college. Great idea. Instead, he suggests that maybe this is a sign that
3: they. I love that Jim is like, Dylan McKay? fuck off, we're not doing this, like, laughing at her face. <laughs> I Love it.
2: Uh, instead, he suggests that maybe this is a sign that Dylan and Brenda might be starting to move in different directions. Like, for example, Jim says Dylan has no ambitions. Why would he? Uh, when he's super-duper rich. Uh, but Brenda says he's the person that Brenda loves, and Jim says that's fine, but they're talking about the future, and is Dylan's life what Brenda wants? I don't know. Being rich and not doing anything sounds pretty awesome to me. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm alright with it seriously brandon comes home from work and when he hears from cindy that brenda is upstairs talking to jim he assumes that she is lobbying him about their college division of finances or whatever and has to be a big fucking martyr about it of course in clip 13 unbelievable she's gonna win she always does what are you talking about
5: you know mom it seems going to some fancy college means a whole lot more to brenda than it does to me so i'm gonna make everyone's life around here a little easier I'm going to apply to California University, which is cheap and right here in L.A. And my second choice will be University of Minnesota. And I'll even use grandma's address so you and dad don't have to pay out-of-state tuition. And everyone will be happy.
2: Except Brandon. Boo-hoo.
3: <laughs> I'd just be like, great. Lock it in.
2: Yeah. Once again, the, the local university, the only one that they ever talk about is, of course, the fictional California University, which I believe is supposed to be uCLA and if I'm not incorrect, is a pretty good school
3: yeah, it's I mean, you have to apply there, yes, yeah. yeah, like yeah. cilantro all over it's- your education. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just can't stop with the um. social commentary. Uh, annoyingly, Brandon's gambit works on Cindy, who appeals to Jim about how he's kind of right and it is unfair. Not true. Jim doesn't care if it means the fighting is over. Uh, Cindy sometimes thinks that Brandon does deserve more because he worked harder. Shut up, Cindy. And she wonders if they should take out a second mortgage so that they can send both of the kids away, which, I mean, I get wanting to send them away, but that's dumb. <laughs> they don't know how they're going to choose.
3: Hunter S. Thompson's Ashes style, you are sending Brandon into space, never <laughs> to return.
2: Let him pay for it
3: himself Seriously. and be a martyr about it.
2: Yeah we know he can get a job because he never fucking shuts up about it so let him do that anyway Andrea has another tightrope dream uh, Brandon isn't in this one and he's much nicer in her dreams for a while uh, in clip 14
5: <laughs> why are you letting that guy rattle I- went to Yale remember so what he's not in charge of admission I
4: know what should I do you
5: should go for what you want Andrea don't let Gil Myers or anybody else stand in your way. You think so? Come on. It's showtime.
2: This time Gil has a hacksaw and he's sawing at the tightrope.
0: Mike, what are you doing? I'm hey.
2: such a cliche although I, i do admire that the show remembers that she sleeps on a couch that does not even fold out like her grandmother's like you sleep here but i'm not buying you a new sofa bed whatever kind of funny
3: i uh <laughs> i also admired that while wondering who she pissed off in the wardrobe department and the camera department and every other department where they would put her of all people in this you know tightrope walkers circus bathing suit figure skater outfit and yeah. then shoot her from below mm-hmm. so she looks as much like a You know, mitten in human form as possible. And then she has the most unflattering hairstyle. It's scraped over her head and Mm -hmm. she just looks like a little person in drag.
2: She doesn't have a bad figure, but they don't dress it well. Like they're really, and especially that does not complement any of her features. It's, you're right, it is cruel.
3: No, it sure doesn't.
2: Uh, Steve then is waiting for BJ in the Peach Pit parking lot. (laughs) Uh, Apparently Steve's meeting with Mrs. Teasley has scared him non-straight and he's taking the legacy key. After all, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the last podcast. Uh, And then Steve goes straight to the school in his bright red shiny silk jacket because he's never heard of sneaking. Uh, and he tries.
3: He tries <laughs> twice, getting a D
2: plus. <laughs> yeah, he tries the key on a couple oh. of doors, but it doesn't work. Uh, and the next morning, he meets BJ for breakfast at the peach bit to bitch about it. He assumes that they set him up to prank him, but BJ suggests that maybe the school changed the locks, <laughs> or maybe it's ridiculous that one key would open every lock in a school. Just a thought. Moving on. Uh, Kelly is snotty about her art class in clip fifteen.
4: Don't hold back, please. <clears throat> Learning to draw is a, a, a blending of technique and spirituality.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: she
4: starts passing out crystals,
2: I'm out of here. Shh. Excuse me. I'm Kelly.
3: <laughs> yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> Cece, the fart department from Mad Men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the teacher goes crazy over <laughs> Tana's graceful stroke on her drawing and tells her she should go oh, to bleh. art school. Uh, and even uses Donna's drawing to show the class And say it's the work of an artist Which is apparently the first positive reinforcement has ever gotten in school Or at least since the stock class that they took uh, And after class is very excited about it uh, The idea of going to art school And she's excited to tell Brenda But Kelly is low-key shitty about it Because, I don't know, she's got her own problems Then Brenda pulls Kelly aside to ask her relationship advice This won't be awkward at all Clip 16
4: Kelly, do you think Dylan and I have anything in common? Where did that come from? from my dad. We had a talk last night, and a couple things he said really got to me. I mean, lately, it's like Dylan and I are on two different wavelengths. In what way? Well, for starters, I go over to his house to talk about college, and all he wants to do is work on his motorcycle. Brenda, he's your boyfriend, not your son. He's twin. guys can lead separate lives and still go out. I know. It's just that Dylan's not very ambitious. I guess he doesn't have to be with all that money. Is that a problem for you? I didn't think it was until my dad mentioned it. Will have you talked to Dylan about it? No, not yet. Why not? Because what if my father's right?
2: <clears throat> oh my God, what if?
3: You mean, I might break up with my high school boyfriend?
2: <laughs> That's never
3: happened. Jeez, oh, just get on with it. Also, um, he's been uh... such a douche lately. <laughs> like, <laughs> conspiracy Consider the fact that maybe Jim, maybe Jim does have your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. like getting you away from that squeef.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's something to consider. Uh, Nikki briefly parachutes in to give Brandon the idea of staying in California so he can keep dating her. And then Brenda at home comes into Brandon's room, tell him he can go away to school if he wants. He is instantly and rightly suspicious in clip 17, The Spread Eagle. What happened? Nothing.
4: I just had some time to think and decide that maybe you were right. Maybe you do deserve it more than I do.
5: Brand, you and I both know you're not doing this out of the goodness of your heart. Something else is going on. I want to know what it is. It's not a what. Not her boss.
4: <laughs> it's a who.
2: Yeah. Uh, shut up, Brandon. Just accept it, yes. Take the victory and
3: shut the fuck up. She doesn't <sighs> work for you. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Also, why, when you've been at each other's throats this whole episode, would you think she's ready to open up to you, you're not her friend, you're a fucking asshole? I mean, so is she, but, like, she's not trying to have a heart-to-heart. Shut up, Brandon. Um, Brenda turns into even more of a suck when she calls Dylan to apologize for daring to ask what he's going to do after high school. Um, she tells him that she's going to California University, the only school in the state, and then he basically warns her that he's a bad bet in uh, clip 18.
0: Brandon. Are you doing this because of us?
2: Well,
4: Dylan, our relationship hasn't exactly thrived long distance.
0: Don't plan your life around me.
4: But you're a (laughs) part of my life. I I thought I was a part of yours, too.
0: Yes, you are. You're a big part. For now. But if you don't do this for yourself, you're going to resent me, and I don't want that. Hold on a sec. Hi.
4: Is it a bad time? No. I can go.
0: Come on in. Brenda. Yeah, what happened? Nothing. I, uh, I gotta take care of something. Can I call you back? Yeah, sure. Think about what I said.
4: I will. And Dylan, I love you.
2: I love you. But you guys... He's holding the phone away from his mouth and staring right at Kelly when he says it. What does it mean? Just kidding. We knows what it means. Um, <laughs> Kelly is there because she brought him some wrenches from her garage that one of her many stepfathers left there, whatever. Hey. Um, she keeps avoiding him, but why should she? And there's more of the usual blah, blah, blah. Plus, as we heard up top, uh, her wanting a ride on his motorcycle. So yet another point of differentiating between her and Brenda, because she likes motorcycles. and Brenda hates them. Well, well. Uh, then Dylan calls Brenda. He doesn't want her to miss out on anything because of him. And then Brandon comes in to get her for a family discussion. Um and the resolution that Jim and Cindy propose is that they can each go wherever they want. They're going to take out a second mortgage on their fucking house, like a couple of idiots. Uh, but then the kids tell them they won't have to. Brenda's decided to go to California University, the only school in the state. Oh my god, Brandon's going to apply there too. What? 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 This was a waste of time. <laughs> Moving yep. on to the another waste of time. The third of three tightrope dreams for Andrea. Uh, she's more confident this time until Gil pulls himself up and starts like physically swiping at her legs. And then she kicks him in the face, which you can see in the visual aids. Uh, (laughs) she makes it to the other side. Although, um, she has a giant bandage on her elbow, which you can also see in the visual aids, which makes me wonder if rehearsals were not as great as this would have us believe. Um, Then Andrea at school gives Gil this whole speech about applying to Yale, whether he supports her or not. But he says that's terrific. Um, She asks if he was just testing her. And he says no. He had had to make sure that she was really serious before he wrote her a great letter of reference. Or is it, in fact, that he doesn't care? Probably that. Um,
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah how could he
2: steve sidles into hutch's little hutch i guess uh and sticks gum in the lock and that night Steve sneaks back in but hutch catches him uh he knows why steve is there he has the real master key um steve tries to talk his way out of getting in trouble over getting caught there um, and hutch says in fact steve could get a- kicked out of school steve doesn't want any trouble so he offers him a hundred dollar bill hutch takes it But says that for more money, he could buy a legacy key. Apparently, it's a real thing. Okay, end of episode. (laughs) And, uh, okay. If you say
3: so, I just fast forward those scenes (sighs) because no one cares.
2: Who cares? I can't believe how much longer it goes on, too. God. Anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, most valuable player of the episode. Mm. Mmm. Uh. God, um, it's really hard. Mrs. Teasley. I'm
3: Sure. I'm going to go with the Frenching teens who are completely um, unperturbed by the scene taking place one foot from them. And I think if anyone yelled cut for another take, I don't think they stopped. They're probably still Frenching right
2: now. <laughs> one note, I keep forgetting to say this too. Uh, a few episodes ago, we asked if someone could do a compilation of all of the most and least valuable players for every episode of this podcast that we've done and some heroes actually have done it uh listen one of the moderators on the boards organized it i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right l-i-s-i-n uh but you can go to the beverly hills 90210 forum on previously.tv and there's a pinned thread that has all of this data it's amazing
3: It, it really is thank you so much thank
2: you it's incredibly important okay I least... will say this
1: for the mods on, on the site yes. they love charts they love uh,
2: <laughs> yes.
1: spreadsheets and stuff like that yeah the <laughs> mod section is extremely organized to the point where it is so organized I'm not quite sure what's going on like it all happens without <laughs> me because it's, it's like such a well-oiled machine yeah
2: so. I appreciate the wonkiness in uh-huh. it. that's awesome uh, least valuable player <laughs> Brandon.
3: Brandon. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that makes it easy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go ahead to the uh, Moo Moo Parker challenge and talk about why. Five reasons, five ways from this episode, Brandon could have ended up dead. Um, Oh, God. Pushed under, (laughs) pushed into whatever car crusher crushed Mondale retroactively. (laughs) He keeps bringing up Mondale's name and using it in vain.
3: <clears throat> um, falls off the platform in Andrea's dream and breaks his neck uh,
2: Gets a paper cut from his application to California University While he's grudgingly filling it out and he gets infected and he dies of blood poisoning
3: um, Punched in his entitled cock by either one of his parents, rightfully so <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, crushed <laughs> under the enormous computer system that Andrea uh, upgraded for the Blaze when she pushes it onto him in the office. That is fine. <gasps> Wait, we have an oh. exciting new excerpt, uh, a new feature, Dave. Oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. Uh, so a little background: Sarah D. Bunting, the most awesome gift giver in this universe and in all known universes.
3: Uh, not true. I am tied
2: at well, best whatever i disagree she uh gifted me with the i hate brenda book shannon doherty exposed by michael carr and darby if you want to try find it yourself first of all good luck but it's from pinnacle uh originally it was 550 in canada and 450 in the u.s let me see the publication date on this 1993
3: i found it on etsy there there are copies Out there.
2: If you are too old to, or too young, rather, to remember this, there was this grew out of the "I Hate Brenda" newsletter, which was like a a zine. It was one of kind of a zine that like broke through to the mainstream. Or maybe I only think that because they talked about it in sassy all the time.
3: But yeah anyway. that's why I think it too <laughs> uh
2: so it turned into a book, and uh I, in order to try and get through this with highlights before we actually run out of the Brenda years, i'm going to read an excerpt uh in every episode at this point uh from the I hate Brenda book Shannon already exposed <clears throat> from chapter One, <laughs> The Ghosts of Shannon Past. Shannon Doherty was born to Rosa and Tom Doherty in the shadow of Graceland Mansion on April 12, 1971. They relocated from Memphis, Tennessee to California in 1977, the year Elvis died, when Shannon was just six. The family first moved to the upscale Los Angeles suburb of Palos Verdes, home of Brooke, the terrible racist (laughs) with mom hair. uh, And then settled in that fertile breeding and burial ground of child stars, the San Fernando Valley. (laughs) Wow. After two and a half years in community plays for their local Southern Baptist church, she realized that her divine calling was acting. An aspiring performer at the age of eight, Shannon followed her brother Sean to as many auditions as she could. He eventually bowed out and handed the baton to her. What will happen next? Stay tuned. We will read another excerpt next time.
3: Speaking of next time, Brandon shoots for a Braylitt surprise when he single handedly solves racism again. And David's pussy magnetism continues to galvanize the underclassmen as Sue Scanlon does something disgusting. <laughs> Speaking of something disgusting, you can see the visual aids for this episode and all the other again with this episode's at our website previously.tv, which you can also follow on Twitter at previouslytv. You can follow my esteemed co-host Tara at Tara Ariano. I'm at Tomato Nation, and Dave, where can we find you on social media?
1: Uh, on Instagram at Glark.
3: See you next time. Hi, you know what to do
0: after the beep,